Welcome to the Creative Homeschool Podcast. In this podcast, I'm coming at you to deliver you a weekly dash of creativity to make your homeschool exciting for your kids, but for you too. We're going to explore all of the different ways to creatively homeschool. Games, field trips, unit studies, writing activities, kid businesses, art, and more. I'm your host, Julie Soul, longtime homeschool mom, shenanigan enthusiast, espresso drinker, and founder and co-owner of Soul Sparklets Art. I've helped thousands add creativity and joy to their homeschool, and I'm ready to help you too. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome back to the Creative Homeschool Podcast. Today, I'm the homeschool police, and I'm here to complain that because you've been doing art, you clearly aren't getting in any other subject. Did you know people actually believe that? They believe that if you're doing art all day, that you're not doing any other subjects. And I am here to tell you how untrue this actually is. So if that's you and you're thinking, whoops, that's me. And if we started art, my kids would just be doing art all day. Well, I'm here to come and let you know three different ways that you might be getting something else into your homeschool at the same time. And today in particular, I am talking math. I know math is the one thing that just hangs over a homeschooler's head. And if you're not doing math in the textbook, it's really hard to believe that we're actually doing math. We hear things like play games, go outside, bake, but it's really hard, isn't it? It's really hard to believe that those things are mathy enough. I bet you I hit the nail on the head with so many of you listening right now. There's something that we tend to believe that math has to be in this textbook and that can't really appear in as many places as it is. But it's through really understanding math and often that doesn't come in the textbook. It comes from encountering math in all of these different areas of our lives. And it's incredible at how many places math can actually pop up. So today, I just got a short episode for you, but I'm going to talk about three easy ways that math is going to pop up while you're having one of those days where you're only doing art, or maybe that art project lasted for about an hour longer than you thought. Okay, the first one is geometry and shapes. So while we're creating, we might be creating with a collage. We can cut out squares and circles and triangles and have fun creating a collage of our own. One of the most fun ways to do this is have kids cut out their own shapes. Cutting out circles can be really annoying for kids. So with this one, you can keep it simple and stick with squares and rectangles and triangles. Have kids cut up a bunch of squares and rectangles. They don't even have to be perfect. If you have older kids, This is the perfect time to talk when that line goes a little wonky and you don't have a square to talk about quadrilaterals, parallelograms, trapezoids, and so on. And then to get those triangles, you're just going to cut from corner to corner. Now, what do you do with all these shapes? Well, this is a really fun way to, just like the tangrams, to ask kids, well, what can you make with these? You can give them some specific ideas. One is a castle. Castles are really easy. You want to even link it to more art. You can look at Mary Blair's wonderful artist who used shapes in her art to create these buildings, but it's tactile. So while kids have these shapes in front of them, they are moving these shapes around. It's helping teach spatial awareness and geometry and math. They're learning properties like angles and sides. 
So these geometric shape collages, they can glue them down or not. It's still having fun with art, even if you're not getting out that glue stick and you're just moving those around. So there's the first one for art and math, geometric shape collage. The next one is a symmetry drawing. So symmetry is really important in math. We have lines of symmetry. We're constantly looking at symmetrical things and understanding what is asymmetrical or not even on both sides. So one really fun way is to fold a piece of paper in half and draw one half of a design on one piece of the paper and then try to draw the other one. Now, here's an even easier idea. You have a bunch of magazines or drawings lying around that you can cut in half. If you have an animal, sometimes this is hard for me to actually do to, you know, slice through. So you can use a flower if you're a little bit sensitive and cutting pictures like I am. It's a really silly thing, but it's how it is. So cut a flower in half. If you have a photo of a magazine or an apple, you can do a banana. Try to have kids cut it in half and draw the other side. It's another way to get symmetry in. A really, really fun way to play with symmetry is to take a piece of paper, fold it in half first and open it, paint one of the sides, use a dark color, and then fold the other piece of paper on half and smoosh them together. When you peel them apart, you're going to have a symmetrical drawing on the other side. This is a really, really fun way to do a bee, an insect, a butterfly, a flower. You can do anything you want, or you can just get silly with whatever design. But a symmetrical smoosh painting is a really fun way. And also, you can link this with science. Oh, no, another subject that accidentally got into our art room. So we had art, we have math, and now we have science too. So that might be a little over the top, everyone. Okay, and option three, creating patterns. Patterns are everywhere in math. Sometimes we think of patterns as just fabric. But the truth is, patterns are what we're asking our kids to recognize in math all the time, aren't we? We give them the Fibonacci sequence. We're giving them patterns like X plus two. If we know X, then we can find Y. So you can get as simple or as complex with creating patterns, but patterns can be in art too. You can look at simple patterns like polka dots and stripes and so on or spirals. You can also have kids have fun creating a pattern using a number. It's a really fun idea. Have them pick their favorite number. Kids love to pick what age they are and have them see if they can create a pattern using that number. So we are getting in math and we're also getting in art. Once they're done creating their pattern, they can always paint over it and create something a little bit more detailed as well. So a really fun way to get those things in. So just to recap, we have geometric shape collages, symmetry drawings or symmetry smoosh paintings, and looking at patterns and understanding why patterns are important. Remember, with older kids, when you get into patterns, you can show them the lines with coordinate graphing. You can show them how those patterns and those formulas help us to take a look at numbers down the road or just keep it simple with polka dots and just show them that just like in math, we get patterns in numbers, we get patterns like this also with different shapes or colors. So Love to know your favorite one, two, or three, but let me know which one you loved and which one you're going to do. And now you know if you're doing art 
you can get that math in too, and you can really explore. And just remember, kids are going to really remember those math lessons a lot more than that textbook. I know that to be true. I don't remember my textbook, but I do remember the math activities that I did back in elementary school. And that's exactly what we're going for. Memories, long-lasting knowledge. Okay, everyone, till next time. If you have kids that are running away from writing instead of toward it, chances are you're feeling a little bit frustrated. But that's because so many writing programs out there have kids writing things like, tell me about your bedroom, instead of things that kids actually want to write. So I'd like to introduce you to the Delicious Diner course. What is it? It's a writing course for kids. It gets them writing effortlessly. They're having fun. They're creating their own delicious diner by marketing, writing help wanted ads, writing recipes, menus, learning about floor plans, writing, grammar, typing, entrepreneurship, and it's all through using Canva. There's even the first section of the course where I'm going to teach kids how to use Canva and how to get started. And if you're not familiar with Canva, you might really like watching it too. Canva is a graphics design software. You can use it completely for free. There is a paid version. You do not need the paid version in order to have fun with this course. But as an introductory offer, we are offering it for $10 off instead of $29. You can grab it for $19. It's a one-time purchase. It's for the entire family. Check the link in the show notes for the link to learn more and sign up and make sure to come hungry.